I'm recording. Are you recording? It's happening. Mike Keller? I am, yes. I am here with you to talk. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about your, um, yet again, your frustration with trolls. This is like your obsession. Why do people keep trolling me? It's about cultural acceptance. Okay. I mean, I get attacked from each side now, now that I'm, you know, this prominent creator. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. I am, I mean, I mean, I I consider myself more of an every person. I don't necessarily. Oh, you're not letting the fame get to your head. It has not. Is that to what my you're head. trying to the tell us? Fortune. Maybe it's fame has gotten to your head, Mike Keller. <laughs> the residual fame that brushes off of oh, me onto you. Oh, I'm just a member of your entourage, riding your famous coattails. You're just my Ed McMahon. Yeah. If anyone knows kind of. that reference, who Ed McMahon is, well, you know. That's like uh, the sidekick guy who just does little announcements and stuff, right? Yeah, no, no. You're much more than that. You have, you I have, am your sidekick. You have insightful comments. You know, I cannot exist without you, Mike Keller. I am the wall against which your ideas bounce off. Before we get into the nitty gritty, I wanted to tell you about some fun vegan news. Oh, tell me the fun news. I want fun. So, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Starbucks pumpkin latte is not vegan. Ugh. Okay, but it can be veganified, right? No. <laughs> what? It's Starbucks. They don't. They're not they keep into like making us, us happy. They want to make make us miserable. Isn't the pumpkin spice powder? vegan so you maybe you can't get the full effect of the psl but you can just get a regular latte and then add some of that pumpkin spice crystal powdery stuff sugar i have a question mike keller yeah have you ever had their pumpkin spice latte i've had a sad approximation of it without all the ingredients because i think i asked what parts were vegan and i just took the bits that i could have which i thought was just the crystally powdery substance did it taste like pumpkin you know it's not it's actually made it's not made of actual pumpkins it's made of the spice that they add to pumpkins with certain dishes so it tastes pumpkin adjacent did it taste like spice spice yes it tasted like spice which spice i don't know so it tasted like pumpkin spice pumpkin-esque spice okay well you violated everything that you hold dear in the vegan community you are a disgrace mike keller how dare you (laughs) I didn't eat an animal or animal product, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, they put milk in the syrup. Oh, yeah, I just skipped the syrup. My hands are clean. But it's pumpkin spice syrup. No, but there's also this powdery sugar. Maybe that's at a coffee bean and tea leaf. But I've had a PSL with just the crystals or sugar or whatever the heck it is, the powdered thing, and that's vegan. Back off. Are you on powder, Mike Keller? <laughs> what type of powder are you on? Are you natural snorting affect. some pumpkin spice powder? I'm freebasing the PSL. Well, apparently Starbucks makes their pumpkin spice latte with a syrup, and the syrup has dairy in it. We cannot order pumpkin spice. However, and I believe that the UK has a vegan version of pumpkin spice, but here in the United States, they like to put dairy in absolutely everything. So what I had must have been either coffee bean or I could have sworn you could just have the powder, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were just trying to appease a difficult customer. Maybe they tricked me. I would I would feel a rumbling in my tummy if they had tricked me into eating dairy. 
Pete's Coffee. Pete's is our savior. Has jumped to the rescue. Yes. And they have a all-vegan pumpkin oat foam cold brew. Pimp. Which is, you know, cool, man. That's really great. I mean, I would praise them, but aren't they also owned by Starbucks? No, they're not. They're not? Are they owned by by another evil conglomerate? Oh, okay. Let's get to the meat of this podcast and why we are here today. The tofu of this podcast. The meat. The tofu meat. The protein source of this podcast. So I was over in Monterey Park, and Monterey Park is... There's a, well, there's a huge Chinese community in Monterey Park. Mm-hmm. It's in the San Gabriel Valley. It's about 15 minutes from downtown LA on the freeway. Mm-hmm. And there is this huge market. It's called GW Market. Mm-hmm. And you know what the GW stands for? No, what? Great Wall. Oh, interesting. It used to be the Great Wall Supermarket, and I guess they decided to shorten it to GW. Okay. So you scaled the Great Wall I and you got some goodies? The, I scaled the Great Wall. No, so the interesting thing about Great Wall is they have a lot of cool plant-based items they don't necessarily have in a lot of other Asian markets. Oh, cool. And there's this section, all plant-based items, a lot of frozen foods. And they have this soy meat that I really love by a company called Veggie Best. And they make this, like, it's like a fake ham. It's a ham roll. And we've made great Spam musubi out of it. Uh, it makes a great, you know, I don't know if you're making some anything, any type of ham replacement. It's delicious. Does it visually look accurate, too? It looks like a big roll of processed meat. It's a, it's soy, you know, and but it's mm-hmm. the way it's processed, the way it's flavored... It's a dead ringer for spam. You know, it has that kind of spam vibe. I use a similar ingredients. Cool. Well, I'm made, sure it's much healthier than spam. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, healthier as in it doesn't have animal product in it. It's health, definitely healthier. It's healthier for the animal. Right. Yeah. Of course. I don't want to go off topic, but did you hear this recent report that every hot dog, on average, takes away 36 minutes of your life? Yeah. What about those competitive eaters? What are they going to do? So anyway, there's this thing I saw, and it looked like a chicken. And not they, a duck. It looked like a chicken. It's a, it okay. was. It's called a soy ball, and it had a, a chicken head and a chicken tail, and it was mm-hmm. like it was made out of soy. And and in fact, I did several videos of it i I shared it on instagram and tiktok and all sorts of things where i would open it and uh, i mean overall we've had almost a million views of this chicken thing that you know me opening it up and then cooking it and we cooked it chinese style i saw your video and to me it looked more like a beijing duck a peking duck you know the duck their famous duck thing and and also (laughs) when i saw it I I saw the head and the tail, and even though I knew it was made of soy, I felt empathy, and I felt bad that you were eating it. That was also some of the reactions we got. Something I've learned about what's going on with me internally is I'm an attention whore. I want Mm. attention. I want people to be provoked. I want to see reactions. And That's good (laughs) self-awareness. Well, you're obviously you're just a uh, wallflower, Mike Keller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very shy, 
I mean, I, I'm just t- talking about like, let's say like the process of me seeing a soy ball that looks comically like a chicken that has that kind of, I mean, to me, I found humor in it, but I also am like, this is something that would be great online. You know, once I throw this up on Instagram, TikTok, you know, people are going to react each way, you know. And they did. Because this soy ball was made by Veggie Best, which who makes my favorite soy ham. And they make this also great soy chicken roll. It probably was a similar ingredients. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to actually taste good, too. So it's not going to be just for a comical effect. It was like $8. It wasn't super expensive. And it comes in a plastic bag. It, it probably serves, it'll probably serve a good four servings of it, you know, once you mm-hmm. slice it up feel sorry for the poor little chicken you slice up with a knife yeah we even decapitated it in the in the video too so that was the other part of the um shock and awe poor soy head and and we also uh cooked it chinese style in a very traditional way that like a lot of asian families would cook it we actually it was boiled in seven up oh that's the thing yeah well boiled in seven up mushroom sauce soy sauce aromatics like star anise and garlic you're saying people in china boiled their chickens in seven up that's correct no way when did that start it's a very traditional thing that people do what does that do to the flavor as a like as opposed to boiling it in water it adds sugar i see and like yeah. some citrusy flavor when you reduce it it gives it a kind of sugary citruses of citrusy vibe so it, it actually adds that's to the sauce. interesting i had in, no idea in fact any Asian people that were going to attack me for cooking it wrong, they saw that we use Seven Up, and like, even someone said, "Oh, you know, I was going to go after you, but then I saw that you're using Seven Up. Now you got street grid." <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Can so, you use Sprite, or it has to be Seven Up? You can use Sprite, lemon lime soda. That like idea, that. okay. So anyway, the interesting thing about this chicken, and we already had this kind of event in this podcast where we talked about the belief chicken and we talked Mm -hmm. about it being a rubber chicken and we were were, amused by it and thought it was funny yeah like a dog toy yeah like a dog toy dog chew toy whatever but there's actually cultural significance to having a chicken that's shaped like a chicken even if it's mock meat Mm -hmm. during new years uh it is traditional for chinese people to eat a whole chicken Meaning from head to toe? That's right. Because, from beak to well, well foot? Because, because the, the beak represents the beginning of the year and the tail is the end of but the year. Doesn't the beak have, like, it's inedible? It's like, you well, know, Well, I mean, hard, I'm saying, I mean, they eat, all, they eat all the parts all of the, the chicken meat. that they can eat. I'm sure okay. they eat the claws. I mean, they oh, eat all like the chicken. Oh, like the gizzard, the throat. And, and again, I mean, some ways that's definitely more, I mean, again, we are against eating of animals, but at least they're aware they that they're, they're, they're eating and respecting the entire creature that they're eating versus like, I don't know, American style where there are chicken wings in a plastic bag and there are parts and stuff like that. It's more of a Frankenstein thing where you don't, you're not aware that you're actually even eating an animal, that the cognitive dissonance is right. represented in plastic containers. There's a Buddhist tradition, obviously, not to eat meat, not to have to have killing in their life. Mm-hmm. So these tofu artisans in China, Taiwan, within the Buddhist monasteries have created these mock meats 
mm-hmm. so that the Buddhist monks can celebrate New Year's with their families in the same kind of traditions. Okay. So that's why the chicken itself would be a whole chicken. Mm -hmm. So you eat it from head to toe. And also, if they're making an offering to the gods, like sometimes they'll make a food offering to their gods. And that would be, they would use a soy chicken instead of a real chicken. So there would be no killing involved, you know, so they can re- respect their beliefs. That sounds nice. And this is something that has gone on for centuries beyond the term vegan. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a conflict that occurred. Okay, I'll just, I'm just going to read you some comments that were from, like, from TikTok and Instagram. I don't know if I can eat this. It just freaks me out that it's the shape of a chicken. I wonder if that person is also vegan or if they actually eat real chickens that they just don't see the shape of. I don't know. WTF is this. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Why do they make it in the form of an actual chicken, though, frowny face? I mean, that's just their personal, like, preferences. I wouldn't be offended by that. Open package, recycle plastic... Place terrifying tofu into the fertilizer pile. Go buy hmm. fruit. Okay. Creepy AF. No thanks. So maybe they feel that uncanny valley thing that we were talking about. It's not for everyone. Yeah, but also, do you feel like there's maybe a separation between the real OG Buddhist vegans? <laughs> And the Nouveau vegans. I'm hearing this in a vacuum, so I don't know who these people are who commented. I don't know if they actually They're people meet, like you. Or no, sure, but or they're people like I, us. And they, they might not n- know the cultural significance or if this is offensive. Of course they don't I thought know people it. were upset at you for eating some kind of like ceremonial food out of context of the ceremony. That's that's what I, th- there was I thought actually, was actually like maybe a couple of comments where there were people uh, bringing that issue up. You know that well, it was it was I was being insensitive to their to their culture by being a vegan eating this. Everything kind of changed once I made sure that when it was prepared, it was prepared in a very traditional Chinese way. It wasn't stuffed like a turkey. It wasn't like a joke. It was cooked very very authentically. Chinese. Right. So were those people, the people who were directly, um, I want to say, were those people the people who perform, you know, have that cultural tradition or were they like social justice warriors defending those people who may or may not be offended directly? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I, was, I, I get attacked by all sorts of people and most of the time they're anonymous. You don't You don't know whether or not... They're, they're coming from a different certain place and, you know, they may have some good knowledge and, and, and mm-hmm. I respect the knowledge that they offer, but my thing is like, usually I'll try to click on their profile and see where they're coming yeah. from. If yeah. they're, especially if they, they come with very pointed criticisms, I'm like, okay, who's, who's saying this? And when it's usually someone who's anonymous, you can't really take too much weight into that. I mean, as per ceremonial food. I bought this at a supermarket. I didn't buy right. it at a temple. I didn't sure, you know, sure. make... I mean, and again, I am happy that 
there are these great options for me to enjoy at the supermarket. I still don't see a, a big problem here. Unless, you know, I, I see a problem if the people who use this food in a certain way for years and years and years are saying, you're um, blowing our spot, that I can understand. But, you know, like, for example, I, I saw a photo online of a, a young girl wearing, like, a um, Japanese robe. And and some non-Japanese person's like, that's offensive, you're culturally appropriating. And then a Japanese person chimed in and said, like, no, I think it's sweet that you're um, celebrating our culture. It's not done in an offensive way. Um, so I think it's fine. So ultimately... You know, I don't think it's, uh, it's necessarily someone's place who isn't a part of a culture to defend that culture if, you know, if if it's not necessarily clear that you, when it's clear you're not trying to make fun of it, you're just trying to participate or celebrate it. But on the other side of this, if someone, like, let's say, like, someone wears maybe a traditional Chinese garb or Japanese garb, but they sexualize it. Oh, that's very different. We have to approach these things with respect and then understand, sure. like, okay, if this is a soy ball, it comes from, I mean, I mean, again, I'm saying this comes from China. And, and you know, mm -hmm. it's interesting. You I didn't was, sexualize the duck. I mean, the chicken, the soy ball. Yeah, of course not. I would do that. That's, that's yeah. you know, I mean, I don't think it had any uh, sex organs. But, but sure. you know, it was interesting. I was reading a little bit about these Buddhist monks and their, you know, and, and their beliefs and, and the idea of creating these, you know, faux meats. And it was mm -hmm. really interesting because there was this head of this monastery in Taiwan. And he actually even said that the faux meat was originally intended for people to have a transition into vegetarianism. I would imagine the Buddhists who eat the faux meat would want as many people as possible to eat it as well, because that's saving the real chicken's lives. So they'd be like, go ahead, do what you want, cook it however you want, because ultimately, like, our feelings are less important than this matter of real life and death, which is, you know, factory farming or even any, like, killing of animals. So I think they'd be more than happy that you're, A, buying the product and supporting the business, and B, uh, using it as a substitute for a dead animal. Being social media, there's always a time or an energy that, that people have to become offended at something. Yeah, sure. It's, a, it's an outrage machine. I feel that... I have the same um, basic tenant that the, that that this head of the monastery said that he's he, you know we intended these meats to be transi transition foods and and that's what I do all the time. I'm always presenting transition foods on social media so that people who miss deli meat can try the unreal deli meat and and enjoy mm -hmm. that you know if they people that miss cheese can have some great you know miyokos or chow cheese or people that miss the hamburgers can have an impossible burger so it's not it's it, it's kind of yes okay maybe it is a you know maybe not the most super healthy food but it's all you know some of its processed it's healthy for the animal <laughs> but yeah obviously yeah well it's better for animals because less animals obviously get harmed because of these 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 um foods and then also it's a transition food you know hopefully people are moving from from that to more healthy whole food choices but they uh, don't have to they can do whatever they sure. want you know do whatever they want as long as they don't harm an innocent third party look i i grew up in a tradition of drinking uh manischewitz mm -hmm. wine for like ceremonial purposes and then later in life, I found out that some people just like to drink it and get, like, hammered. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get offended by that. And I can't think of any, even like Orthodox Jews, I don't think they would necessarily care. But then again, I don't want to speak for them because maybe they would. I'm going to read a couple other comments that kind of illustrates a little bit of the conflict between, let's say, like culture and I don't know, modern veganism. I love that it proves that you can still keep your traditional foods and be vegan. 100% fully support. It def- definitely creeps me out, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a traditional cultural product, and it predates mainstream veganism. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Okay. What was that look? I, I don't know. I, I don't have much to say about this. Everybody has their own like opinion, and some of them are wildly differing. And ultimately, uh, you know, you can't throw a rock down the street without every like 10 different people seeing it a different way. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, that was a mixed metaphor if I've ever made one. <laughs> but you got what I'm trying to say. Everyone has their own point of view and perspective when it comes to something like this. And they see it for what they see it as. I mean, right. I think that... And ultimately, this is not life or death. Of course. You know what? It's more life than death. Yeah. And, you know, presenting something, an option that people can eat instead of chicken. Yeah, that's great. Right, right, right. And if people feel gross, like, okay, just don't eat it. No big deal. And yeah. if, you know, I, I don't be offended that some people find it yucky. On a positive note, finding this kind of comical chicken, maybe having a Western, maybe a misguided view right away, like, aha, this is funny, this is fun. You know, learning that these things are part of a, a beautiful, broad belief system, and that's why they exist. Celebrating that just just as well as celebrating the idea that we are, you know, eating food that is reducing harm so anyway i don't know so how are you mike keller no complaints just turn in the wheel did you see the soylent uh, brownies we tried to make yeah that was a sad <laughs> i i don't blame soylent i blame you <laughs> it's soylent is never at fault you just didn't execute a good recipe i tried to make soylent brownies and they looked like lava sludge and it didn't work out they just oh, would God. not I guess it's hard making brownies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it needed uh, some kind of... The Soylent would add a flavor, but it needed some kind of... I don't know, what's in a brownie? Wheat? Like flour? We actually flour, did... Flour, yeast? We actually made a mistake. Okay? Ah. So... And you didn't own up to it in the video. Well, it wasn't... You made a, it... You implied it was Soylent's fault. No, no, and, uh, it wasn't 100% a mistake, but I have a couple of viewers that always, like, comment and ask me about doing gluten-free recipes. Mm -hmm. And so we attempted to make the brownies gluten-free by using almond flour. That adds an extra layer of difficulty. Gluten-free is a a tough nut to crack. And uh, yeah, so we're not sure whether or not it was the Soylent or the almond flour or too much oil. There was a lot of Oh, it looked oily. Were you using an uh, official Soylent brownie recipe that someone put on the internet and had successfully executed? There were no brownie recipes on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you cannot. I would guess you would just find a regular brownie recipe and use Soylent in place of like the cocoa powder. We used cocoa powder too. Oh. We're food explorers. Mm-hmm. We got sometimes you work. fall off the boat. 
we fell definitely fell off the boat. And I, I mean, I had this whole video planned. We we're going to make the brownies. We we're going to tie them up in little bows and we're going to present them to you. I, that was going to be the big payoff. The, the thought, happy, it's smiley the thought face of Mike Keller. Yes. That we made down the some Soylent brownies for you. And look what happened. It was worth a try. I appreciate the effort. Bless you. 